but he, yeah, he thought he was a human the whole time, right? Did he learn how to surf? Which one is it? Which, which Did he have a special pebble? I used to know a girl who liked to get dressed up as that's a penguin that's and fair fuck shit. Mm. So you're watching movies to stay sane while you're locked inside? What are you reading? Good. That's what are you, good. What are you reading? Reading, um, Happy Shipping Me by <laughs> Well, I didn't, I couldn't hear you over Pam's unreal joke. What was that joke? Is it Happy Feet? <laughs> I, I, mer- I, I fucked uh, it up how she said it. <laughs> She's like... What no, you I, I'm reading uh, Shipping Mood right now. Uh, whatever. It just kind of gives you some, some brain What's food. it called? Just to think about some sleepy nights. Uh, What's it called? The Shipping Mood. The, the Shipping, shipping news. news. Who's the author? Spanish. He wrote Brokeback Mountain. Who did? Oh. Yeah, it's a book. The Denver Pulitzer. Is it a sexy book? Is it a sexy book? Is there a lot of cowboy on cowboy butt sex? No, no, no. It's about like. Oh. Just a little bit of butt sex. (laughs) 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 What are you reading, Pam? I know you're more literary. I finished rereading Bill Hicks's biography by somebody else who wrote it last week, and then I've been writing a lot, so I haven't been reading a lot. But I read a cookbook, and you read a cookbook. I sometimes I read cookbooks like they're regular books because because I I I absorb the information in them and I think about the ideas of <coughs> the ratios they're putting together to make whatever they're making, and then I think about other things I could do. Anyways, I enjoy reading cookbooks. Interesting. So, yeah, and then I reread ones, and it like Alton Brown has a really good one. Anyway. But it's the joy of cooking is it that one famous the joy of cooking is it? I would rather read if I'm gonna read like a fancy book. I'd rather read the Thomas Keller um, French French Laundry book hmm. over and over because it's like I don't know it's a good one <laughs> and the pictures are really pretty and yeah, it, and it makes me think like he's weird the way he puts food together. He, there's always story in his food, so I like that kind of cheeky idea. I love French laundry. Anything yeah. that like kind of takes, I feel like cooking would be a good way to do that. But anything that takes like French culture and puts it in a really romantic light, just je ne sais quoi. The French laundry is amazing. It's like um, you go for lunch and it's like four hours long and it's like seventeen courses long and they, oh. it's crazy. And then I, it's but it's it's ridiculous. It's so expensive. I, I it was like seven hundred and fourteen dollars like. Two people, Whoa. With, with with paired wines and, no, I mean, the gratuity was, of course, included. <laughs> it was crazy, but that was that was at Thomas Jesus. Keller's restaurant in, in the um in New York per se. I thought it was here. You, well, no, there. French Laundry's here, but I didn't go to French Laundry. I went to the sister. It's the same restaurant basically. It's just in New York and it's called Per Se. Same menu. Was I got there, to wave though? at the. Hmm? Was he there? No, because he was he in. Was he was in <laughs> Napa, but I got to wave at the live stream in the kitchen at Per Se because the guy was like, I was such a fangirl and I was just so excited about every single moment that I was there and he was like, come back with me in the kitchen and he let me wave at the live stream of Napa and then I got to go walk through the kitchen and see them prepping for dinner and it was really exciting. So, yeah, I know. When was this? 
um, like 2006, long time ago. But the half life of the memory is still pretty vivid for me, so I don't mind spending that money. Yeah. Like it was when I had my little foie gras course. This was crazy, right? So there were two different foie gras ones. One was hot, and one was cold. And the cold one, they kept bringing out new brioche. So the brioche bread would come out and be toasted, and they took it away. And then they brought back more. And I was like, why are you taking away the toast? And he says, well, it has to be warmed so that the foie gras will melt. Nice. And so you can't have cold brioche. How would you do that? And then there was a salt well-like platter, and it had like 12 different kinds of salt, and they were all in their own little cute little tiny itty-bitty cute thing with an itty-bitty spoon, and they were all different. And I was like, oh, God, it was so great. And they like described them all. It's, it was just, I mean, every detail is just like, Stupid and over the time. It was like going to a play just for me. So you're vegan now. I'm vegan. I love I love foie gras. Anyways, I've bored I've bored everybody. Force feed a duck? What about duck? Isn't that when they force feed a duck? Oh, it's a goose. Or a goose. Or a goose. Okay. Yeah, but they like to be force fed. I've seen them when you not the ones I don't I don't agree with the ones where they take their flippers and they nail them down to the ground. I don't like that. That's mean. But oh my god. I know that's terrible. That sounds but the ones I like are the ones where you ring a bell and they come running and they open up their little their little mouths and God loves goose. You oh. put a little thing in their gullet and it's got it and they siphon down all this food and they're like ah, 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 and they're oh. so happy they run Good for range. it and they love it. So you force feed them at the end of their lives and then when you oh. murder them their their livers are all fatty and amazing. Oh, oh my no, it's God. at the end of their lives. I thought it was at the time of birth. No, it's just you let them be like a regular animal and then at the end of their lives you like feed them. Feed them a lot. And then, and like then stuff food in them, like compacted in there. Mm, yeah. Ugh. And you murder them and you eat them. You know, every now and then I have like these, this epiphany moment. You know, having grown up vegan, walking to the supermarket now, like a regular meat eater person, I'm fine with everything. But every now and then I have like these dystopia moments where I'm just going through the frozen food aisle and there's a Purdue bag of like app snackitizers or whatever, and it's a chicken wing. It's the arm of an animal and it's like this fucking tiny shriveled up weird miniature <laughs> mangled animal part dude it's just that's dystopian to me sometimes i love it too man yeah did you read the whole they're so good though have you tried them they're so good and that's exactly oh. what this bag is it's from the same bottom did you read the whole divergent series at all no. because it's all set in chicago it's like dystopian and in Chicago. Oh my God, that's so. I was just thinking about that. Wow, because it has. I read um, I read some fucking John Green novel about Chicago, and that's like, uh, I completely forgot. Yeah, that, and now you're there. And now you're gonna die there. Just kidding. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not, sorry. No, I'm moving away in like three months. You've just been preparing your act. Have you done it yet? Oh, wow. Made up of tons of jokes that I've done in the past, and I know that weren't funny. At the end of the day, it's got to be 20 pages. It's got to be like a short story. It's got to be like a monologue. Let's say... I'm going to release it as a podcast, too. I'm going to release it as like a little oh, cool. audio-only thing to hear on my Spotify. That's great. Let's say that we stay locked down for the next three months. Where are you going in that case? 
probably would just defer my, because what my, unless the fringe, it all depends on the fringe. Um, but I'm going overseas for the fringe, and then I'm also going overseas for my college, so I can make things a little easier. Oh yeah, um, that's really smart. So I can capitalize, because I can tour the show right afterwards, and that's how I can make, that's where shit could really start moving. That has to be in the UK. My, that's what my visa depends on, too, right? Yeah. So if, they, if I, I can defer my enrollment to, like, spring 2021, theoretically, but I could not, you know, it wouldn't be the same reason as I'm following the fringe fringe tour. Or if, right. it's, if it's postponed at the same time, then it would be okay. They don't coincide, but I don't know. All the moving pieces double come together. My cousin. Oh, how did he like it? He's loving it. He's he's over there for the weekend. University of Edinburgh. Yeah. It's amazing. It's such a beautiful campus. It's bright. It's like medieval times. It is gothic as fuck. Gothic as fuck. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. What? You were and just so you know, Honestly. Sam has figured out this strange configuration. He's like a cat. He's got like oh, I know. his life. He's got this weird contraption set up with the microphone. It's like <laughs> dangling above him like a flaccid dick. Is pancake still there? Yes. Yeah. Hi, pancake. Hey. How's it going? Doing good. Just chill inside. <laughs> it's all gonna be okay, or is it? Just <laughs> <laughs> do TikTok dances into oblivion. What about Oblivion? Let's just do TikTok dances into Oblivion. <laughs> this everybody, I mean, you must be in heaven because everyone can TikTok from their room. It doesn't matter. You could learn every TikTok dance that ever danced. True, true. I've only learned two, but I did learn oh. a new one. I learned a, uh, I learned a little, little improvisation, if you will, say so. I wish I could show it to you now. You just have to imagine me doing some dope ass shit. <laughs> That's what I love about audio. I can imagine all <laughs> kinds of dope-ass shit. <laughs> dropping the gems here, Sam. <laughs> no, no dropping the veil. No, yeah, lifting the veil, dropping the gems. Oh, okay. <laughs> all of my all of my repeated lines come out as my diatribe comes closer and closer to singularity. Say the same thing again. <laughs> again. Aaron, Aaron. Check your phone. Fuck, Sam. We can't be leaving out America right now. Uh, give him the. Uh, Dude, IP. all right. I'll tell you. I'll tell you guys what happened. This is kind of fucked up, but today I recorded it's a, a dick video. Pick. What? It's a dick vid, huh? Oh, you're vomiting. Yeah, yeah. I've, I I fake vomited in front of strangers today. Oh my god. But I but I ate a ch- I ate this big I ate this big chocolate to my vomit. And I just oh. had kind of like a coughing thing. Just fucked my mouth, but like they were shook. You what time did you do this, and where were you? I love that you did this. Though. You're sick. I don't want to say where it was. You are sick, though. You have you have a problem. <laughs> it was a crowded area. It was a couple. <sighs> what? Did, and you videotaped them? Yeah, I want to see it. You are such a hooligan. Okay, I have pressing play. I have to. I don't know how things work. Give me it. Let me show the volume. <laughs> 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 
It's just TikTok shit. No, just kidding. Okay. Hang on TikTok, bro. Slowed down, or yeah. or, <laughs> or Sam peeing up his terrible human being, scaring people on the streets of San Francisco. I love it. People are like, we're gonna walk around. It's no one in the city. It's so romantic. Everyone's got their cameras out. They're sh- they're all shooting on film. Wait, you bring one roll of film with you. Time to go to uh, Lombard and go down. We could be spreading it just by spitting on the sidewalk. We won't know for two weeks if we have it or not. We can do it once. Oh yeah. And then let's get on the chair. Come back. Chair time. Uh, no, <laughs> your <laughs> the pillow, the pillow on the couch. Yeah. You flip the pillow over. Yeah. Bam. And then fuck it. Fuck the pillow. Well, it's also uh, don't fuck the pillow. How long? Don't does fart on the pillow. I'm gonna find out how long it lives on the surface. It lives for nine days. That's nine? what I've heard. I've heard conflicting things. Nine days, and also, I think it's nine days. It obviously averages depending on the surface and and the coefficient of surface. Surface coefficient. Big words. Feel me, dog? Dude, they're listening. Who's listening? The coalescence of the podcast. Yeah. The the search engine was listening to us. The search engine was listening to us? Yeah. What did it add? What did it say? I just said, how long does Yay, the another coronavirus? Viewer, another audience member. I'm like, oh my god, why are they? How long does the coronavirus? And it said, last on the surface. Oh my dear god, uh, you're listening to Mutiny Radio FM. I'm with Aaron Atkins on the phone from Chicago. Donate to a hospital or us. Pancake is here. Sam is here. I'm. I'm we are definitely maintaining distance, but Sam did rip a huge fart that I did not smell. So Ooh. the poo particles are in all of our mouths. I now. don't smell it. I was lying down and my legs were spread you open. So it was so it was such an airy fart. It like barely even fart made a, it barely even made like a <laughs> like one of those. If you listeners at home would like a set of the Smellovision package from Mutiny Radio, just send it to our Venmo. What if you got Jardia? What if you got Jardia from a fart? Uh, oh, like an airborne form of Jardia? You know, you could. Yeah. You That's could, an interesting concept. You could definitely get fart pink Jardia. eye. I think you could get pink eye from a fart for yeah. sure. My homie made his dog blind farting at him. That's fucking sick. It's really mean, but. The quantity. Farting on it, dude. I always tried to write a joke, but it never worked about. How much actual shit little sisters have eaten because their big brothers like, um, you know, Dutch oven them and fart in their mouths. Yeah, but with, with the advent of ass eating, like, fart jardia. Fart jardia. with the advent of ass eating, though, it's, it's a little sexual to shove your little sister's nose or anus in her mouth. You know, pull the trigger. Like, it's it's just it's like dry humping for ass eating. Wow. So it makes it kind of incestual. Before the days of ass eating, 
like in the 80s and 90s, you could just ram your little sister's face directly <laughs> in between your ass cheeks, <laughs> so much so that she couldn't even breathe, and then fill all the air that she could breathe just with fart, and then she inhales it because she has no other choice. She's gonna suffocate, you know, and that's and that's how you end up in a mental hospital. Little sister, sister yeah, but that the question really comes down to how much actual shit do you eat versus the other sibling? Okay, so coronavirus can survive on the surface for up to 24 hours. Oh, all right. I don't I don't believe any everything is that fake That was the New York Times. Oh, 2 hours ago. Okay. With a revision. All right. Maybe I'll believe it. Probably not that bad. So this is this thing's a, this thing's a lot better than Talk about Juries it don't like the word lurking. Oh, okay. <laughs> luring, 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 or that's lurking. a silence. Our cough. Oh, jeez. Oh, Our cough will linger in the air aloft for six feet, twenty seconds. Twenty cents. It's if we coughed it into the air, particles into the oh, air. Oh, he left us. We lost him. We lost Aaron. We bored him. We bored him to death. We bored him. Sorry. Sorry that anybody that ass eating. Ass eating. I can't believe you weren't <laughs> vibing with that Aaron <laughs> Never. I've never eaten Aaron. Maybe his girlfriend. There's all kinds of things that could have happened. Can I use a lifeline? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to make a poll on uh, Instagram. I'll give them some options. And then I can call someone. Somebody. Yeah, you know, you can always plug into that external cord for too and pull up and call. Let's we'll see if some celebrities call. like. Four one five 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 zero zero five one one. We don't have to. Celebrities numbers leaked. Twenty twenty. How about oh my that? God. Let's call Keanu. Keanu Reeves? His number was just leaked. You can plug it in. I can't. No, I have a, I have a Google phone. Oh, dead air. No, well, there's music. I can hear it. So it's behind us. You're listening to MutinyRadio.fm. Give us a call, 415-550-0511. We are live on the air. We are here maintaining social distancing. We're all stand-up comics. You can be listening on our app. We've got a lot of fruit here. You shouldn't come here. But But you should call 415-550-0511. But, uh, yeah, we're a media outlet, so we're essential. So tell us why you're essential. What's essentially keeping you alive right now? Check the uh, the chats. Twitch? Chats? The what? The chats on Facebook. I don't have a chat. No, nothing ding-ding for me. Oh, it would ding-ding for you? Uh, nope. Nothing? Um. Yeah, Sha- Shane Kenny said, the line is busy. And it's like, well, Aaron Atkins was on. That's the thing about our landline. It only has one. Yeah, I mean, we have a landline. That's exciting for the apocalypse. We could call somebody, I know. 
Another another ass blast. You can if I mean, Sam, you make all your own choices as an adult. You can fart anywhere you want. Like I said, no sense of taste or smell, so can't even even conceptualize anymore. But farts used to be like, oh my! It'll be so exciting if I get my sense of smell back, and the very first fart I smell, I'll be like, oh my god, I can smell something! <laughs> so exciting. You'll already be smelling at that point. Well, I might. You will. Who knows when it's gonna be? Four five 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 zero zero five one one. Where's Jill? I wish I was smart. Do it on the spot. Do a podcast. Um, you gonna fix your microphone or are you just gonna keep it all however you want? You know, I have a problem with San Francisco. I feel like they just fill the the apartments with should be on and off to make it look like the city's still full of people. So no one's really no one's really there. In some places, yeah. And then they just let people move out and they keep it looking like it's full and then they let the last person move out and then they can do whatever they want with the building. Um, but that's still like working with like the the people and the land that they You've have. You've lost me. Developers that want to do something with the land, the property, the lot. I'm talking about Octavia and Market. They're gonna. Yeah, you know that area. There's still Christmas lights up. Yeah, yeah. The Christmas lights are still up in an apartment just off of Octavia on Market. And. Why haven't they taken it down? It's, <laughs> it's, the, it's the end of February, the beginning of March. Yeah, I mean, one time I kept a, um, I made a gingerbread house and I kept it until June, because it, it didn't fall apart. It just got harder with age. It was so fun. I loved that gingerbread house. But that's on the inside of the house. It was on the inside of the house. Yes. You didn't have Christmas lights on the windowsill. I suppose that leaving Christmas lights up is a waste of energy because there's no nest no reason to have all that extra electricity going through anything, but I don't know why why put them up and take them down. Seems like a lot of extra work for no reason. Well, you gotta put oh. in. You gotta Look, put he's in just effort. trying. He's trying so hard to get comfortable. You know what, Pam? I need to grow the largest work ethic anyone in my generation has ever had. You can do it. So I can be one of these fat cats up in the uh, ivory tower. You're off mic. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them what we you said. Something about work ethic pills they sell at gas stations. Oh, for my uh, genitalia? For work ethic. They do that now? No way, dude. I think they also call it yerba mate. Is that five-hour energy? What is that? <laughs> um, let's take some some uh, 
photos for the gram with these masks on. Day two into the day quarantine. Two, day two. Day two into the corona. I'm not putting a mask on. Just for a photo? I'm not putting photo. a mask on. You can take one from it's the middle. It's symbolic for today. It's symbolic. Yeah, it's, it's symbolic. Exactly. It's the symbolism of not giving in. You know when I got the these masks? I bought them when there was a for fire. For $700. I bought them when there was a fire. Remember? Yeah, I do in Santa Rosa. There yeah. were two of them. There was one one year, and then there was another another year. It's like, why would there be two fires in Santa Rosa? I mean, it's like, oh, uh, maybe it has to do with PG&E. Yeah. But then they got rid of it. Oh. Well, PG&E has been closed now for what they did with San Bruno. Well, PG&E is a monopoly, and I, I thought... What did they do with San Bruno? Can you talk into the mic? There was a... Um, there was an explosion, an underground explosion in San Bruno. Yeah, gas leak. A lot of people died. I hear like 25, 50. I don't want to say. Yeah, we don't want to spread spread fake news. At least 15, I think. And then the animals that ran to the property. Oh. But it was a sudden eruption. I believe it was. Sorry, I believe it was in PG and E though is a monopoly, and it's silly that we're allowed to have monopolies. Um, What's wrong with you, Sam? That background. He's just gonna. He's just gonna moan. He's just gonna do soft little bear sounds into the microphone. Some new ASMR. It's like a hibernation channel or something. You know, he's just gonna make sexy bear sounds into a microphone. He's got to do it into the microphone for it to work. <laughs> I need a liquid for this. You want you want uh, some plastic water? Plastic water yep. bottle. He's afraid of all the. Running out, we gotta gotta hoard here. Bring your don't come here. Call in four one five 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 zero one four. That's butter. Not on me, no. Well, we're probably Why would I have butter on me? I guess you that's a fine question. Because you said <laughs> to, to have it last time. Yeah, I was supposed to. It's on my hand. I'm supposed to pick it up. And he bought it. My bread from yesterday. You wouldn't know to bring oh. the butter today. Is that, is that my pot bread? That looks exciting. That's really exciting. I'm gonna open one of these three fortune cookies and I'm gonna see if it has anything to do with what's happening. No, right they now. all have the same fortune. They're from Bernicier. Oh. And they say you have S T D get tested. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I, I knew it. Whoa. <laughs> I'm sorry I lifted suck. the veil. That was because then he would have opened one and it would have been like, that's weird. <laughs> I have an STD. Yeah, that seems too. That seems too strange. Let me open another one. And Sam see needs to do stand up so badly that he's in the. And then he would open the second one. Created his own stage. He would open the second one. He would open the second one. I have an STD. Oh shit! Now it's really real. He's right. I would have described that exact scenario. 
He's created his own stage in the studio. He's got he's got great lighting. He's chosen great lighting. Oh, let me take a picture. And he's doing stand up. That seems that seems a little far fetched. <laughs> let me ask you guys a question. Have you ever <laughs> you ever been walking, right? Tell me about it. Like walking down the street. <laughs> Wait, it's not just about walking. And then you fart, right? <laughs> and then you can't you can't get a sense of how your fart smelled because you're walking faster than your fart. So you turn back around, you start walking the other way to get a good sniff at it, you know? Act like you forgot something, you pat in your pouch. Oh, shit, well, what did I forget? But then you realize you walked too, too far past the <laughs> fart to even smell the fart in the first place. So you got to act like, oh, you fa- I found it, what I was missing. Walk back in the other location. And then finally you can get a sniff, but it's all in vain because you've stirred up the air too much. <laughs> you know? You can't get the full smell profile. I mean, everyone else on the bus can get it, but, but, you guys <laughs> never experienced that. I've been there. I've I been miss. There. I miss As the smell. Man, I miss the smell of my own farts very much. I do. I miss that. I will say, when they were meaty. Okay, I got. Oh, I got a compliment. I got a compliment on your punchline of my joke. So I, it's officially switching. Sweet. Yeah. So thank you. You are officially in my set, pancake. I'm officially a joke writer. Yeah. Sam's in my set too. He gave me the tits thing. There's a couple things I use that you gave me. And the, I don't think you ever use this, but when you you're like, when you tell a story about what would happen if you never got that baby aborted and lived and died at 17 of a heroin overdose, oh, right, 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 and you right. find some silver lining in it, the silver lining could be, there's an organ donor and I needed a new liver, so it ended up oh, not working out that you've bad. You've never told me that before. That's a really yeah, good yeah. Time. I told you how to punch up at uh, OMG. I remember him telling you. I, was it back when I was still drinking? Yes. Yeah, you had yeah, an IPA. Oh, okay. So, and I wouldn't, maybe I don't remember. I, did I not write it down? I'm such a jerk. You liked it at the time, apparently. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well. I do like that. I will you know, get my notebook and write it down. It's times like these. 17-year-old, 17-year late-term abortion. There was an organ donor. Yeah. I need a new liver. Yes. Yeah, okay. Done the, and done. The island of Ewan McGregor. Can't say it that seriously though. I can say it anyway. Don't don't use your podcast voice. I can say it anyway. I want to say it though. No, I I think I'm taking over this bit. I think I'm gonna write it for you. Are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're gonna take over the joke that I've already written and mm-hmm. just give me. But you probably before I even started stand up, you wrote that. Oh, I wrote that 17 year late term abortion joke like five years ago, and I wasn't funny enough to make it work. And then two years ago, I just started being like, I was looking through old notebooks. And I found that joke, and I was like, holy fuck. And I, I was funny enough to make it funny, and now it's its thing. But now it just got a new tag, so thank you. Nice. Yep. Joke workshop. I know. Even, even, mm-hmm. even I have things comedy. to learn. Oh, I have so many things to learn. I've been And I've been working harder lately. So These motherfuckers is going to get stale out here. Not the bread, but the comedian. Yeah. Every, every day. Yeah, if they don't. You know, you know what I believe after this? I've been hearing so much that uh, that comedy is going to die after, I- you know, during this whole uh, crisis that we're having. But I, I think it, it we're going to have a, a resurgence in our uh, entertainment. You know, uh, pe- people are going to want to go out. Yeah, right. Yeah, they're going to understand what they've been missing. They're going to go to Disneyland. They're going to go out to yeah, live sure. entertainment. They're going to. This is the year of the Strip arts. Clubs too. 
I can't believe that it, they, they're staying open. A lot of strip clubs are actually staying open. Yes, because they're theaters. They're oh, yeah. Oh, there's what? I don't think I don't think they, they can't they've stay saved. Open but now. a few days ago, when they canceled bars, that they they hadn't canceled theaters when they opened it. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. But now they. Mark Neuer p- pointed that out to me. Yeah. It's like the biggest place to start with. Closing down. No, no, I mean, not at all, because there's distance. <laughs> not there's in a lap dance, there's not. No, not in a lap dance, but when they're on the stage, there's distance. Obviously, <laughs> you just have to shut down the lap dance. Imagine twerking on someone in a biohazard suit. <laughs> <laughs> right show, me, show me that ass, and you got to move the biohazard suit where the face, the clear part See, of the face I is. I thought I needed stage time, but Sam is an actor <laughs> who really, really needs it. He's like, he's like a little fiend. Were we talking about movie sing, theaters, live theaters, both live theater, movie All theater? All theaters now. Nobody. We're, we're not supposed to group in like more than at least what we learned that there was one country. They said five people. We're under five right now. We're fine. When did we? When did oh, we that's do? my that's my boy back now. Oh, that's Benny bags of shit. Hi, caller. You're Hello. on the air. Hello. Hey, Bags. This is this is my friend Ben, Benny Bagnell from college. We were in the same fraternity together. This is the big reveal for the, for that I was in a fraternity. You're with Benny. You're with me, Pam, the radio, the owner of this radio station, and Pancake. Hey, how you doing, Bags? His name is Bags. Yeah, Bags is shit. We call him. Daddy Aoli. Daddy Aoli was a real nickname. Daddy Aoli. You like mayonnaise? You're the main uh, mayonnaise? Uh, aioli is not mayonnaise. Yes, it is. It's homemade mayonnaise. It's a form of mayonnaise. It's a form it's of mayonnaise. It's got herbs and spices in it. It's yeah, that's like he's, he's the main mayonnaise. It's fancy. Sam, I'm interested. Are you allowed to say that you were in a fraternity? Uh, being a, a comedian in San Francisco? Oh, I've taken that, shit that, for it for is certain. That, is that kosher? Yeah, I've, I've told a few people about the, uh, the, the hot sauce and the balls. The ookie cookie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh... Yeah. The hot sauce on the balls is a little, a little light, a little soft. Yeah, remember I was telling you guys about that? True story. Yeah. I didn't know that was hazing. I thought that was just... No oh. one's using the word hazing. It's just we were forced to put hot sauce on our mouths. <laughs> ah, that was just a Tuesday. Oh, no, you were in a pledge. No one they're is using the word hazing. And they're not saying any specific thing, so they're not incriminating their brethren. No worries. But you are, uh, thanks for calling in to MutantRadio.fm in San Francisco. Where are you calling from? Of course. Uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Philadelphia. Yeah. Wow. Windy City. Oh, that's <laughs> a we had Chicago call yeah, earlier, yeah, yeah. too. Yeah, close. Uh, what's up? What we got? I, I was, I was, uh. The podcast, the podcast we're doing right now, the, the theme of it is don't talk about coronavirus. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to hear the word. I'm so sick of it already. Yeah. It's the only disease that you can spread just by seeing it. (laughs) (laughs) Spreading the mind. mind That joke might go viral. (laughs) 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 But uh, yeah, we're just we're just hanging out here in the studio, keeping our social distance. So tell us anything other than we just anything other than the Lord Voldemort in the room. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I was gonna ask, are you guys six feet apart? But then I bit my tongue. We um, 
see, what have I been reading recently? Okay, so, um, I recently had this thing, so, my, so I have my friend, right, so this, this is someone related to the, uh, to the whole coronavirus thing, but not really, um, so he's shipping, so I have, like, a bunch of stuff in North Carolina, I have an apartment in North Carolina that I was living in, I had to relocate to here, so I have my buddy going to my apartment, he basically broke in by climbing through a second story window. Who was it? Um, and why did I, you break into your apartment? To, like, pack up some, some of my clothes and stuff and, and ship it to me. In North Carolina? Yeah, this was Bernstein. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You can't ask yeah. him to break into some H- place. How, how the cops. he climbed up into a second-story window is beyond me. It probably took him um, two hours like a sloth. Yeah, I mean, the, the saying that Jews can't climb, I guess, is not true. Um, I've heard that saying. I know, yeah, I've heard the that Jews saying. Jews can't thing. climb. It's a thing. I thought there's actually a plant called a climbing Jew. There's like a... <laughs> I mean, now you're just that's being anti-Semitic, that's, that's, that's an ironic plan. That's, 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 that's a, yeah. Um, okay, sorry. Anyway. So your friend breaks into your house in a town that you're not to send you clothes? Yes. Okay. On my request. On my request. Oh I asked him to do this. Um, this was fine. I didn't, I didn't get it. I didn't catch any heat from my neighbors or anything. They didn't give me any shit. I can curse, right? That's yes, okay. you can Have swear. We're, we are FCC free, you dude. Can, you can fuck swear all day long. Okay. Uh, cool. Um, anyway. Um, so that's good. Anyway, he, um, he has the gall, the, the absolute gall, to then send me a picture of him sitting on my couch, uh, bare naked, just bare ass, only a t-shirt on, sitting on my couch. Shirt cocking. And he thinks Shirt cocking. And he thinks it's funny. He thinks it's funny. That is funny. That is funny. It's, it's kind of funny, but at the same time, I'm like, dude, I'm not going to be in that apartment for, I don't know, two, three months now? Who knows, right? Uh, and there's just going to be, like... Just another man's bare ass. Yeah, it's gonna fester. Couch. It's gonna grow its own microbiome, and it's it's not, not gonna recognize your bare ass the, the next time you do it. To, the dust is going to collect in the crevice that is that is. He didn't take a shit bare. on your couch. He <laughs> might have farted on your couch. It's funny that you're mad about this. That's what's funny about it. I'm I am so upset. And the thing is, like, if I did it to someone else, it would be hysterical. But the fact that it was done unto me, uh, is it's just it's it's mortifying. What was so, so important about these clothes? Um, I just don't have any clothes. Oh, okay. I'm like back at my parents' house. So oh. Like, his favorite, his favorite T-shirt from a basketball tournament in 2010. That's what I'm saying. Well, I'm yeah, sure that th- th- that's actually at his parents' house. Like that's where that's hidden. <laughs> no, no, no. You don't know Benny Bagnelli. No, I have. He no keeps them in the rotation. They are not on injured reserve. Well, Pam, you're not wrong. Those are kind of the only things I've been wearing. Right, that's the thing, when you go visit your parents' house and you don't have any of your own clothes, there's just all this stuff from, like, weird old years past, and you're like, oh my god, th- what is, why are you even keeping this? Stuff. I don't know, I haven't. Yeah. I, I'm wearing, like, 8th grade graduation t-shirts and yeah. old gym class shorts. It's it's not fun. Right. So so now you're... Bags, you, get, you getting any pussy with that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with the 8th no, grade basketball I, I'm, shorts? I'm preparing for a dry shoot for, for the ages. Hey, you know there's a comic in San Francisco now that only goes by Will Brown because I introduced him as Will Brown one time, and it was his first. It was his first time doing it was comedy. Was his first time doing comedy, and I didn't know who the fuck he was, so I was like, eh, "It's Will Brown, everybody." And now his stage name is Will Brown every time he goes up. That's great. Yeah. Have you have you learned his real name or is he just no, Will Brown? No, literally no. He's Will Brown. 
Okay, that kind of scares me. This guy's trying to escape something. This guy committed a murder. No, he used no. to shoot gay porn. No, deadass, no, no, he used to shoot gay porn. And he, um, he actually, right before the festival, he was like, gave me his real name and his contact info, and he said, if there's like a nerdy comedian who needs a place to stay, I happen, I happen to have two apartments right now, and I can help, I can help the person out. And so I um, had have that contact. I would I would shoot a gay porn with that guy for an apartment I in the city right now. You gave you me the me? look like, why didn't you tell me? I don't have to tell you everything. <laughs> like it's so convenient. It's so convenient. I'll go gay. I would go gay for an apartment in the city. Uh, yeah, it, we all make choices. How it's long? Great. For like five minutes max. But I can time. make I can make another man come for five month? minutes. Five minutes a month? No, one time single offer fixed cost. Not a variable cost. Feel me on that echo, econ joke, bags? I got that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'd only go gay for five minutes. That's that's not a very good like exchange though. Like I'd also for the, for that for then on, I'd refer to myself as bisexual so I could get booked on shows. <laughs> See, now that's a good idea. That makes sense. I got mad at someone once because um, they were on an underwear show and I didn't feel like they were really wearing their underwear. And I was like, I wouldn't go on a gay show and say that I was gay. You have done that. I've seen you do that. Wait, what's an underwear show? Or when you, you only <laughs> perform in your underwear. And so a girl I was wearing a girl was wearing a uh, bra underneath her like wife beater top, and she was wearing boxers. And I said, you are not – this is an underwear show, and you are not wearing underwear. I don't think that you should be able to – that's not fair. You should have to take off your T-shirt or take off the bra. Because it's just not fair. What's the idea behind that? You just, like, bear it all? And you you yeah, tell jokes in your underwear. That's it. Okay. That's <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you confronted her on that? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. She actually has a Netflix special now, so. <laughs> anyway. That was. Oh, that was that was different. That's not a famous person. This is a person who's famous now. But I'm not going to name drop because I don't want to air my, I, my You don't want to plug them because they didn't wear their fucking boxers. <laughs> they don't deserve the extra already have them uh so what does your bags friend do what do you do he's in school you tell him yeah i'm still in school oh. uh i think i'm in year six now so cool i got i got like two more months and uh then i'll be done he's the last one uh, in our pledge class crossed. to graduate besides me i'm dead last in it ah right yeah i think so did bernie graduate he did the degree in being a fucking chode. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, a, that's a DC? I mean, I've heard of a BA, but... A degree in chode? A degree in chode, sure. BADC? Yeah. Well, dude, wait. I think I just found some cross-country skis that someone put out on the trash thing. I'm taking these. I found golf yeah. clubs. I found golf clubs in San Francisco. A full set strewn about the street up in Pacific Heights. Someone had a bad morning. No, it was like, it, it honestly, Fuck, it, it, I've never played golf again, god damn it. It was either, yeah, it was either that <laughs> or, but it bore the resemblance of like an, a girlfriend who had just found out her boyfriend was cheating on him and she oh. just tossed the clubs out of the second story window. Not Tenderloin yard sale. And I took them. I took uh. the clubs. They're actually in here. They're in the studio. You're the one who, I thought the, I thought those that Zach Wiseman brought those. No, those are mine. your, you, yeah. that's, a sh- that's your shit you're leaving here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's your shit. That's my shit. Yeah. Sam, watch out. Sam, watch out. He's like a parasite. Well, no, it's just that I hate it when people leave their shit in in my place. It's a good spot. It was like tucked away. Uh, 
No, I, and so is it, and it's great when all kinds. You're gonna just, thank you're, me when the zombies no, come, Pam, and we're bashing their fucking heads off. With and my I, that's what I was hoping iron. they were. That's what I was hoping they were there for. But when that's the thing is, you're just one person. But what if some other one person goes, well, I'm gonna store this here, and then some other one person says, I'm gonna store this. Suddenly yeah, there's uh, ten one people all storing. I'll give you an answer. Here. And ten people's shit is no. Good. Ten people's shit is ten free things for you. I don't want your free things. People give me books, and I'm like, I don't want these books. I go put them on the floor or on the street. The, those are good, though. The the golf clubs are useful for the zombie apocalypse. I've been so leaving you them here? here, too. What'd you leave here? I, I've been leaving dollar bills. Oh, dollar bills are great. Here. Yes, please leave dollar bills. That's great. I uh, love that. Okay. That's fine. I can take them back. No, 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 no. Don't take those back, please. Um, so, there we go. But so, no he's going to graduate two months, huh? Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Well, the whole are you going to graduate even with the Voldemort that's going around? Dude, I mean, I, I, it, it seems like, uh, I don't know, maybe a, they might do like a virtual thing, so I might have to make like a Sim character, walk him across the stage, like a virtual stage, we'll see. Oh, that'd be crazy if the, it was virtual graduation. Dude, I wish. You could probably get a good uh, commencement speaker there. if they agreed to do it virtually. Right? <laughs> yeah. You yeah. could get you could get Tupac, you could get virtual Tupac yeah, to give yeah, your yeah. Like commencement speech. Whoever the gorillas are, like just have the gorillas, the band. Oh, yeah. that's great. Or MF yeah. Doom yeah. bags, MF it's Doom. It's so funny because we're playing them in the background. And did you know Wait, that, or MF did you Doom's just a real guess person, though. Yeah, but he wears the mask all the time. Yeah. MF Doom and Bane. How, th- that's a that's a remix. There's a joke there somewhere. There's something there. Are you? Do you do stand up comedy? Was Sam funny in college? Uh, Sam was funny in college. Did he um, do Did he do hooligan pro- things? Did he break things for no reason and put stickers on constantly. things that he shouldn't? Constantly. He was making a constantly. scene at lots the restaurant. Of, lots of hijinks. Lots of, there was a whole lot of hijinks in college, for sure. Coughing and throwing up in front of strangers to oh, scare I mean, them I'll in the I'll city. send you this video, Bags. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I think you sent that to me earlier. Yeah, but now you can keep it forever. Well, because you just Snapchatted it earlier, so it only lasts for 10 seconds. Yeah. Yeah, did they give you the dirtiest look in the world? Oh, uh, they, their pants were shit, but I also got out of there pretty quickly because it was right outside of a drop. Like so yesterday, yesterday somebody told me that coughing is like the new N-word, and I and I and Whoa. I felt like that's very true. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. In these times that we are living in. Yeah. Give you cough. <laughs> you mentioned it. Every time you met anybody mentions it, I'm gonna honk the horn. Do you have assignments to complete? Oh, is that what we're doing? Okay, I was wondering. Well, we are Pam now. I have horn. a horn. She I does it when there's one minute left in someone's set. Yeah, it's a thing because it's radio and we do stand-up and a lot of the programs I run are more learning-based. I honk a horn at a minute so people know what a minute feels like so they can't run. Because running the light is a huge problem for a beginning comedian, and especially the first time they go up at the punchline, if they run the light, it is going to be it's so locked. long before they get up a second time. They do not want you to run the light on your first time. That's interesting. Have you cut people off like 15 seconds before they hit their line? I would never like cut anybody off, but later I'll tell them, like, be like, Lay, listen to your set and see how long you ran the light. Or it's just important to know what a minute feels like. Because a lot of people, like, hear the horn or they'll get the minute light and they'll just wrap it up really quickly and they'll do like 15 seconds. But it's like. And that just totally ruins the bit. Well, it can, or you just have to figure out. Like, I have a trick. Whenever I get the light, I, I know exactly what two jokes are a minute. And I just close it out with those two jokes. And that's just the way I roll. But, you know, there's all kinds of – it's just sometimes the problem is that people want to end on a laugh. And 
don't know what joke you're going to end on and you have a minute left and you're trying to wrap something up and you're trying to make them laugh and they don't laugh. You want to end on a laugh so you try to tell them something again to make them laugh but now you're really light and it gets like, oh, no, no. And you're like digging yourself a hole <laughs> that you can't get out. See, okay, okay. I think I would just fart into the mic if I ever got into that situation. I'd panic. I was trying to end on a laugh. Fart out, fart into the mic. Yeah. Yeah. You just rip one off real quick, and then there was a girl who could queef. There, there was a girl who could queef on command, and she used to do it at the brainwash. And she'd get up on the, she'd get up on the (laughs) counter, and she'd queef, and she'd put the microphone there, and she's like, that would be a thing. It was part of her set. It was very funny. Everybody knew her for it. And she died from it. No, uh, you can't die from queefing. She just. She still do that act like five years later. Well, she was only here for the summer because she was in school in in New York, and I think she still lives in New York and still does comedy. She was out here again for a while, and she was doing shows with Zach Weisberg, but that he's kind of disappeared now too. So, anyway, so what are you gonna do after you graduate, Mr. Banks? I have zero plans. I was actually talking with Sam about that today. I'd like to come out west. I'd like to switch things up a little bit. Nice. Thinking about coming to SF. We already got one. Harry's coming out here. He is. Yeah. He is. I, I, can't, I can't live with him. Seattle though, is also our, our ex-mayor our ex <laughs> ex who died said, um, hey, if you're not going to make $80,000, please don't move to San Francisco. That's what Ed Lee said. <laughs> Ed Lee said I'm that. I'm not going to be making $80,000. Ed Lee said that, that um, about, he said that in like 2015. You don't make eighty thousand dollars. Please don't move to San Francisco. You can't afford to be here. What? Yeah, right. I know, and I'm living here for so much less. But yeah, it, it's really it's expensive here. Is the point? And who knows what's going to happen with the comedies? <laughs> no, with the thing I'm the, he, oh. he should not be named. Who yeah, knows what's going to yeah. happen? How can anybody make money? I. Be all sorts of new industries that are gonna pop up. Uh, streaming, Twitch, video games, yeah. all that jazz. Right? We're, de- we're definitely gonna move in that direction. I think it's gonna make people a lot more antisocial, and then when the, this whole thing's done with, they're gonna be like, I kind of liked when I was at home all the time. Just gonna turn into a big Black Mirror episode. Well, yeah, this well, is the beginning of um it's the Wally already. movie. This is like the pre-Wally, like before the Wally movie happens, when the humans oh, are just starting to. I've already, I think I've already gained like 12 pounds and I'm eating all day. Because you're just sitting, yeah. You just sit and eat, you have nothing else to do. You're just bored, so you eat. Are you not going outside? Uh, well, actually, I'm outside right now. This is the first time I've been outside in two days. Oh, good for you. Congratulations. No. Do you play any golf? Are the, are the clubs still open? Uh, I'm not sure what you're talking They about. should be because you definitely yeah. have social distance. Yeah, you distance. definitely have social distance. <laughs> when, you, when you're playing. <laughs> Especially if you're chipping them into the rough. It's a rich um, man's you'd sport. Think, you'd think, but people just aren't, aren't smart and everyone's bugging. So, I don't know. Rushing I'm, to kind the of, I'm kind of into the whole uh, virus thing. I, I, I've been saying for a while now, it's just like, we need to... We need a good purge. I mean, this isn't like a new thought or just anything. Just thin the population out. Yeah, exactly. Just like, if we just cut off like the oldest 30%. I don't know how old you guys are, but we just like slice off the top 30%. That's so good much for everyone. Shit. It would solve so well, much shit. Well, and I was saying, I was saying to Sam today that when everybody's parents die, a lot of people will be happy because they'll get so much money. They'll be inheriting houses and cars and, I mean, the stocks that they had are obviously in the shitter, but everything else they get Those after they die is pretty nice. 
I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm screwed because my parents already sent a letter to me and said they reversed mortgaged everything so they could go on this uh, cruise to Greece for like a month and a half, which they already did, which oh, was great. Oh, yeah. And good for them. Absolutely. I'm 100% down with that, that they reversed mortgage things. Or like, And they were like, Pam, Pamela, you're not going to get anything. And I was like, yeah, 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 great. Spend all your money. You earned all your money. I don't fucking want your money. I'm a Marxist. I don't believe in passing things down from generation <laughs> to generation. Fucking use it. Go to Greece. It's a fun place. So, but all the other people will be so stoked because all their people over 70 that had all the money and all the shit are going to be like, oh, look, I got a new Victorian home on fucking Folsom Street. You have no resentment towards these people? None? I, have you? How long have you been? I, know, I have resentment toward everybody. <laughs> but that's cheating no, blindly, the way it's being dispensed. Uh, we don't know who's going to get hit, you know? It's you know, not good. Not a, good. Weird, a weird thing that's fucking California's economy right now is the fact that if if your parents pass you down a house, you still pay the same property tax on it that then your p- that your parents did, so it doesn't like refresh. So if your parents bought a house in like 1990, you're paying 1990 property taxes, and they give you that house, and even if it's in San Francisco or wherever, you still pay the 1990 property taxes. Isn't that if like it's passed like down through parents? Maybe not the 1990 property taxes, but. But well I no, I but it's when you. I lock think you in when you lock in your mortgage, you that's p- you. When they that's when you do it. Well, it th- then, but th- I think the rates are determined based on the original mortgage, and most like if your parents. But Prop Thirteen, that was a California thing. Prop Thirteen made it so that the property taxes didn't go up at certain times in it. Yeah. Like to help all the people who've already had. But it's fucked because California is generating like not as much property tax revenue as they could be. Right. I thought Prop Thirteen was weed. No, that's sixty-nine. <laughs> I don't remember. But I remember Prop Thirteen when I was little had something to do with property taxes. And um, well, no, I just rich rich people passing things down to rich people. That's that's how everyone would be super happy and all that stuff. Yay! Those people aren't gonna be affected by this law. They're gonna be indoors and locked in the hollow. <laughs> yeah, I like Hyperbolic Bubble. That's actually a good band name. Hyperbolic Bubble. I like it. That's a good one. No, it was a Hyperbolic epo- Echo Bubble. Hi- hyperbolic Echo Chamber? Yeah. Oh, that's good. I like so that. So what are you going to do? You don't know. You have no idea what you're going to do after you get your big degree that you've worked on for six years. You have no... Yeah, I really have, like, zero plans. I don't know what I want to do. I don't really have any grand ambitions. Um, true. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to feel guilty about that, but I'm just kind of, we'll figure it out. Okay, you're, yeah. Like, there's nothing, there's no burning desire of something that you're like, okay, this this no, is finally done. I want to do, like. Oh, Benny Bagnell in, in college, Benny Bagnell in college had a startup called Espresso, which was caffeinated peanut butter. <laughs> he tried to get it to launch with, with just from a, yeah. It's a good idea. Yeah, well, it wasn't peanut butter. It was uh, <laughs> it, it was basically like caffeinated, uh, spreadable like dates. Dates. Um, so it was sweet. Yeah. So it was what? It was sweet, like dates. I gotcha. You know, it's supposed to be sweet, but it wasn't sweet. It tasted like shit, and that's why I didn't really oh. take off. When in college, um, when I didn't have money, we used to take coffee grounds and put it in vanilla yogurt and just eat it straight because we didn't have time to make actual coffee. So we did just I get you buzzed? Did you get like yeah, absolutely? Because you're just eating coffee. <laughs> That's fucked. That does not seem like it's good for your stomach. 
No, of course not. But you got, you got caffeine and worked out. Just, just, just mixing stale milk and coffee grounds. Pan- nice. Pancake over here, Bags, wants to steal Tom Brady's poop because he wants to gain access to his microbiome. I like that plan. That's like, that's like right out of the movie Ted, or Ted 2. Oh, really? Wow. They steal yeah. Do they steal they Tom Brady's sh- poop? No, they steal his semen. Oh, oh that's yeah. like my joke. Yeah, Pam, Pam saying I was saying that Tom Brady should have quit the Patriots long ago and just been jizzing into a cup so that we could make a billion like Tom Brady's. Like a Kentucky Brady's. Derby horse? Like Barbara? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like exactly. fucking taking it and sending it out to all the women. Like, there's got to be the next president in that ball sack. There's some NASA scientist in there. There's probably a couple more football players. There's some. There's 30, definitely some. 30 child molesters. Some supermodels. Yeah. Definitely a child molester or two. I mean, I just because you're talking kids. about just the mm-hmm. cross section of every Tom Brady baby. I mean, there's gonna be some weird shit in there. What's good with What's good with Brady leaving? What's your take on this? Well, I I, I hate Tom Brady with a burning passion and everything New England sports. Um, so. Good? Is know. that it? Is it just gonna, good? I think he's going to move out your way. I think he's going to go to L.A. L.A. or um, S.F.? Is he L.A. or Tampa Bay. Do the what about the 49ers? Isn't he too old to keep playing? Or is he already like a bi- AI bot? He, I think it's more so that. I think he's just like indestructible at this point. He's not even a real person. He's like he's like a Tupac hologram. That's why nobody can t- can like sack him or whatever because he's not real. Yeah, every offseason he just like blood dopes and, and gets a new arm from some like <laughs> African child soldier and they beef it up and they put it on him and he's just a cyborg of all these bits and pieces. African child forever. soldiers do have very muscular arms. AK forty sevens are a heavy weapon. Big AKs all day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Benny, if you don't have a commencement speech given to you at the end of all this, uh, you should lis- listen to um, sunscreen. Oh, yeah, speech. uh-huh, but above all, wear sunscreen. Talks yeah. about flossing, too, I think. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, that's a... Who ma- gave that? It's a, it's a fun little... They put music behind it, too. It's a very popular YouTube. It's a fun one. So we're um, coming it's up next. I'm sunscreen? so excited he's here at 8 o'clock. It's Fair Tea of Pop-Off in, in music. Mm-hmm. And um, we'll keep media alive here at mutinyradio.fm. And for just to tell people timestamp, it's... St. Patrick's Day, 3-17-2020, with Pancake, Sam Carroll, Mr. Bags on the phone. Hello, Debbie's from Nashville. And uh, I'm Pam Benjamin hanging out. And we've been podcasting to try to not talk about that thing. And, uh, yeah, keeping alive here at Media. Because we we found out, we looked it up on on the city. The city said it's okay for media outlets. We are essential. Essential business. Yeah, essential business. It's uh, enter like media, entertainment news, whatever. This is. I just want this to be news about anything except the news. Fake news. We're a fake news media outlet. Yeah. Well, we get pretty close, but yeah, we we rim the, we rim the truth. We don't stick our tongues in it. Guess the no one wants to actually eat the truth. No, no one can handle the truth. The truth. No one can handle the truth. the truth. It it smells like shit. The truth. <laughs> Always like shit. I think they'd like rather listen to a description of another man eating another man's ass than li- listen to the truth, right? <laughs> or anyway, I would. Any, any I would. <laughs> 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 
Don't you think the word queef should be onomatopoeic, Bags? Say that again? Don't you think the word queef should be onomatopoeic? Doesn't that mean that a queef would sound like, like, queef? Yeah, it should just sound like, it should just sound like... Queef. <laughs> queef. No, but it like doesn't. That? A queef doesn't sound like queef. <laughs> a fart well, is if you were to onomatopoeia a queef, that would be like a... <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. That we, that's what we should just exchange that word for. It'd be tough yeah, to spell I, I, it. Yeah, I agree. Well, I wonder what the etymology of the word queef is. You ever think about how much more words we'd have if we didn't have to spell them all? But we're not supposed to. There's some say that the truth of language is actually when it's pictorial, so that the the closest like language to truth would be, you know, the hieroglyphics or emojis. Emojis. Emojis, right. emojis work in all language. It's the same thing. Who was the kid the other day? Oh, you weren't there. It, I was on the bus, and these other skate the skateboard army was talking, and this kid was talking about like, oh, we don't have A B C D anymore. We have square, triangle, rectangle, circle, because anybody can under... I think, I think you're talking about a video game controller. Maybe, but it was it was that it was universal. It's a language that's universal because everyone has a square and everyone knows what a triangle is, but not everybody knows what an A, B, C, or D is. And I was like, whoa! And then I was thinking of the same thing, is that emojis are a language that can transcend our individual languages. So you can send emojis... Tower of Babel. Right. Okay, I have the etymology of spike uh, in the 1800s. Well, that was because of the food. And it dipped <laughs> until 1850. It had a hiccup and then it had a cough <laughs> in the its usage but where did it come from like oh. so etymology is the derivation of the world word so like well, well, well Mar martha washington is well known for having terrible queefs so that's in the history book somewhere that's a, that's a little side note maybe in italics i would say that queef probably didn't come into existence until like 1920 the the origin it says on google it says 1990s probably imitative huh imitative you're saying on a But yeah, it doesn't sound like maybe maybe a queep is like a squeaky one. Queep, queep, queep. You say it like that. Queep, 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 queep. Obsessed. Like maybe just there were smaller vaginas back then, and just the sound had to go through a smaller tube, well, so it just made a higher pitch. That like actually makes sense because babies, people were smaller. So people I wonder if babies were smaller. Yeah. So people and malnourished because they were just eating. And corn and paste. They, all the women were younger that were having. True. Smaller so vaginas, smaller sleeves. Oh no! We're talking about above age, historically. Yeah, in this hypothetical world. Well, no, still I mean they used to have. I mean, you could get married at fourteen, right? Or what's that? What was the, the age of consent in Oklahoma? You could get married at nine if your tits were big enough. <laughs> Not legally. I mean, I guess. What do you mean legally? We're going far back enough, like as far as back as marriage goes, like where one woman's locked to another man. Newborns get married, but then oh, they well don't. I guess well, they're promised, or they don't have sex with the newborns until they're like, like toddlers at least. Stop it, Sam! Okay. Just spreading misinformation. Um, everything that comes from your face. etymology uh, of queef, a variant of Scottish and Northern English, quiff, <laughs> a puff of wind. That quiff is a that is onomatopoeic. Quiff yeah. is onomatopoeic. <laughs> <laughs> so now you have your answer. That's not even there's no but there's no separate there's no like 
os- there's no oscillation of the lips and quiff. It's just one r- exhale. It's just quiff, quiff, quiff. Okay, you, <laughs> have, you have your you answer. Have you, you have your magical etymological answer. We have ten minutes left. To if you hold down the, the F for a long time, too, it's a really long quiff. Quiff. Kerouac? As in, like, the... He doesn't the have the... You have to turn it on. The writer? Oh, no, you, Benny could hear him. Oh, you could hear him. Okay. Yeah, Kerouac, the writer. Yeah. I can't hear you, but I can listen. Was he the, was he the acid trip guy? Like, the... Uh, yeah, the, the what do they call that group? No, it's okay. You just got to get your mouth right in there. That's why we we, we got to bring our own uh, mic condoms. Yeah. So. Ahead of the curve. There we go. We have ten minutes left to drop the jewels. That might not be the best microphone. I don't know which one is out there. I can't tell. They've all been moved That's around. Oh, no. Now I can hear you. Now I can hear you. Share some chicken soup. Ch- what? What about chowder? With who? Anyone? I've I've been giving, I've been giving the questionably housed shorts on my cigarettes, but I'm not taking shorts from anybody else. Are you balancing the lip part like in a nice spot so that it's not arm touching? Or are you no, I when I'm walking down the street, I hand. Oh, you them hand to them. Oh, that's what, that's so that's very nice of you. I don't drop them on the ground. I don't know, I'm a, some, if there's no one around and you're like, I'm not gonna smoke this whole cigarette, but I don't well, want to no, carry I it around until I you carry it around until you give it to someone. Well, no, people are constant. I oh, live yeah, in a tenderloin. tenderloin. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> people are constantly God, asking me I for my cigarettes, and so instead of giving, they say, Oh, you got an extra cigarette? And I'll say, you, you can have shorts. And they're like, Oh, thanks. And will they stick around and you'll smoke the cigarette and maybe talk to them for a little bit? Probably a good way to meet people. Right? I'm She's busy. I'm walking to where I'm going. You don't need a cigarette to meet anyone. You can just walk. <laughs> That's, That's true. true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we're definitely meeting our neighbors, friends and neighbors on the street. I've been seeing less questionably uh, housed people. Because they're, they're getting... They're tucked away now. I didn't hear any shots on the floor. They gave them uh, donuts and shit. Think you know what? Honestly, I don't know. They could have taken them away. They can't see them. Yeah, a lot of them have dogs. People have dogs. They can't take them places like that, so it's not fair. And animals of some kind. The street folk have dogs. Of course, yeah. Well, it's it's a it's a good form of protection if you live, you know, because no one's watching your shit. You either have like, and whenever the police come to try to clean you up, like maybe the police aren't cleaning up right now, which is nice. Maybe DPW would say like, oh. 
know this isn't a necessary thing to do, but um, like if you have your tent, you can't leave your tent during the day. Like someone will take it away or go through and take your drugs or your meds or your clothes or whatever you have. Mm -hmm. So if you, you know, have a dog, but then you'd have your dog with you. It's, I mean, I'm sure it's just very difficult to live on the street. I haven't done it. So La Quinta uh, takes dogs. Well, that's good. We'll have to make a public service. I think I'd rather stay on the street than go to La Quinta. <laughs> now sponsoring. <laughs> no, we're not sponsoring anything. Um, what is your parents doing? Yeah, I know. No, I'm – so, you know, it's the end times, so I'm allowing us to, you know, spoof some ears. Have you – so with these street people, because there's apparently tons in San Francisco, have you actually ever met – like a like a like a homeless person out there who's like an ex Google engineer or something like that. Yeah. I've really? been at Stanford. I haven't met him, but I I know a guy who does this magazine where he takes pictures of homeless people and he gives the proceeds to you know it to magazine, and he interviews this guy. He's a Stanford graduate, but he lives on the street now and he took a bunch of acid and he's like. Oh, well, I mean, like I mean, like. Not all. He, he sounds like a really intelligent guy. I have a buddy who's homeless right now, and he's addicted to heroin. And um, he was a—he has a chef degree, and he's a really funny stand-up comic. He's one of the—I think he's the funniest comic in San Francisco, honestly. But you know, he has a problem with heroin, and so it's really hard for him to maintain a residence. Like he lives where he can live. Right, well, because he was painting outside. He's also a painter. He's not just a stand-up comic. And so he'd, like, be outside and paint. And but he wasn't, a, he wasn't a Google exec or anything. He wasn't like, you know, he traded his fortune to live on the street. <laughs> yeah, I know. Heroin's a hell of a drug. <laughs> it fucks you up. I know um, Berkeley students who constantly come out of there and go homeless. Oh. Because they're trying to make it where they graduated, right? But they don't want to go back home, you know, independence and all that. The American dream. And then live on the street with, sure. In a car, in the parking lot some people say that you can't be a real stand-up comic unless you've lived in your car for a while oh, oh I've, I've done that yeah that i one. believe that check yeah. that one off the i list. had the nicest car for halloween oh well you had a van <laughs> yeah van. you lived in the van it was, it was luxurious Lucky. it was pretty big i lived in a sports car <laughs> hey, why did you stop doing the van thing i started taking too many shits because i had to eat i had to eat more to supplement my calories level so just the shit frequency, and it was mostly From a toy. It, it was Is that what you mean? It, yeah, uh, yeah. Cause I'm a bike passenger. Mostly Are your legs just pistons right now? Back, back's fucked. But yes. Uh, yeah, I got I got some tunnels in there for sure. I got hit by a car. Did I ever tell you that? Yeah, you sent me pictures from the hospital. Oh so yeah, it was like yeah. day four of the oh, job. Oh, we corresponded right? throughout that. Oh, that's good to know that you were there for that. Yeah. 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 It was. 
made a big point the day before telling me how you were riding a fixie, no brakes, but all this stuff, and the next day you were in Geneva. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much how it went. But you didn't break anything, right? I didn't break anything, and I've only been hit by like a few cars. Just a few. <laughs> only a few cars. Just a few. Stuck them all. Do you get hit? Do you get hit more often? You think you would in another city just because the cars are more quiet out no, there? No, I don't really. I don't really come into contact with cars anymore. I figured out a way to avoid them, but uh. People? No, 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 I've never hit a person. Um, but sometimes I, I'll run into cars. That used to be my problem when I was first starting out. Because I'd look behind me in traffic to see if I was going somewhere and the person ahead of me would break. And I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to slow down and stuff. So I'd just ram right into their back and then keep, and then they would stop. And then I would pedal around them to like leave the scene. What I pretty much described a hit and run. But... <laughs> Stay away from all the damage. Uh, thanks for calling, because we got to wrap up this non-corona. I said it. It's fine. We made it this we far. We made it this far. We the whole point it. of the podcast was to not talk about it. I know. We did good. it. We did yeah. a good job. We talked about anything but around it. We talked around it. It's good. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for calling thanks in. For calling thanks for calling in, back. Back. And, uh, ha- yeah. I hope that you figure out what you want to do with your future. Yeah, just make more than eighty thousand, so. you'll be fine. And yeah, p- p- just pick up stand-up comedy. Yeah, it's yeah. It I can I make over eighty thousand doing that right off the bat, right? Yeah, easy, yeah. dude. Stand-up comedy yeah. is easy. It's just you, yeah. you're in and you're famous. <laughs> just like that. You just have to like to do it. Thank you for calling. Say goodbye. Say goodbye to you. Say goodbye. Say goodbye. Say goodbye. Coming up next is Pop Off with Bear T. It's gonna be a great show. We're gonna head out of here and but thanks for listening everybody and uh we i was doing this instead of bug house square tonight because sean is he interacts with i know it's the number one show on the station oh, i got hella listeners then uh, yeah. what's up um, listeners so i know number one show on the station bug house square he doesn't feel comfortable coming in because he delivers food to an old person and he doesn't want to contaminate anyone or interact. He's a Those good guy. are the heroes we need right now. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, I don't see old people or children, so we're running the station. See you tomorrow for AltaCast and some Call Me Tim. Bye. you know that the fifth annual mutiny radio comedy festival is march 1st through 7th 2020 with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m to 10 p.m all week get your tickets now on eventbrite just search mutiny radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the u.s coming for 66 programs in seven days all here at 2781 21st street in the heart of the mission or if you can't be with us listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events.
Law Tigers. We fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers. We're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riding. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers are for these motorcycle lawyers. Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye.
what's happening? This is your boy Rob Edwards. I'm here to tell you about the fifth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's March 1st through the 7th, 2020, with special c- podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comments from all over the U.S. Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission, or listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st through the 7th for these amazing events. jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvement. No way. What is this dang dabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutiny Radio. So you're saying I could tell my jokes... Every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radio. Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counteroffer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counteroffer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counteroffer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counteroffer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counteroffer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counteroffer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counteroffer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Sir, 
Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Jennifer Louise Garcia here in the house, in the hazy room. Come call me. I usually have you look me into the eyes of Marco Jesus, my beloved. And the first question I ask, do you believe in Jesus? source of inspiration for so many. And, right? and he's a real guy. Yeah. But you don't think that like he had this power to come down and like uh, he did a bunch of miracles? Miracles? You believe in miracles? I, I do believe in miracles. All right. I'm not sure water into wine miracles, okay. but you know. <laughs> yeah. But I try to keep an open mind. All right. So Jesus was a guy, not necessarily imbued with magical power. Definitely was a good speaker, wrote some things, said some cool stuff. I would agree with that. All right. I'm not against him. Definitely okay, not. Cool. Yeah, Jesus was a guy. I have a cross tattoo on the ice. Call me. Make no, it believe. I, I hear that you're very knowledgeable. <laughs> I went to Christian school for like kindergarten through eighth grade. And then in high school, I was a 
summer camp counseling and you know do projects for them and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I've I've got a lot of biblical knowledge. I was saved at one time in my early twenties. Just what they say is once saved, always saved. But Absolutely. that again is up for debate. Uh, what <laughs> I, I, yeah, so I you fully intend on burning in hell. It's so fine. You, but you, but you've asked the Lord Jesus Christ to be in your heart and keep you safe from hell. At one point, yeah. When I, was I do. Um, twinsies. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was married to someone who was raised in the church and extremely knowledgeable about theology, and um. He was very manipulative, so manipulative that I had to tell myself as I got a divorce that, sorry, Lord, I'm going to hell, and mm. I'm okay with it. And because there was tons of manipulation, um, like spiritual abuse, I guess, to the point where I was an anti-theist for 10 years. Uh, I was going to say spiritual abuse. Mm -hmm. So were you told that you weren't good enough? Yeah, that the people that I loved, yeah, the people that I loved were going to burn in hell. Ooh, um, because they hadn't accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior. Right, and just like most abusers, they try to isolate you to gain control. Oh. So it's kind of like don't walk into in the world, you know, kind of. There's parts of the Bible he could pick and choose from. How long were you married for? Four years, seven months. Wow. Do the math. <laughs> you got it down, girl. <laughs> I was married two years. Yeah, it's <laughs> but special. But um, do you see any positive affects from that time that you spent deep in religion? No. I mean, not. I I feel like it was a part of my journey, and it was important to see how the other half of it. Wow. Yeah. Just deep in. Were you like uh, what was the particular sect of Christianity. Oh, Calvary Chapel. So it was a fundamental oh, Christian. And it was a big church. Uh, it had started out small. Um, the pastor was a biker at one point. And it was a small little church when I joined. But right when I joined, like I would say three months later, they um, had a huge change. And it was just a massive church all of a sudden. Because huh. I've heard of them. Oh, yeah. They're everywhere. So it's like a like the strip mall of <laughs> Jesus. It certainly looks like it from the outside, sure. But, I mean, um, it's like any church. You're going to find a lot of good. And I mean, I don't really believe in good and bad people. I believe in the concept of good and evil, but I try not to say, oh, that person's good and that person's bad. But there are, I mean, criminal minds, you know, can be found at church. Absolutely. Every church. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess you look at cross-section of all people, they're, that cross-section is still going to be in whatever group that you subscribe to. And they might be reformed, you know, I don't know. But yeah, for 10 years following, I was divorced in 2007 and 10 Me years. Too. What? Uh, July. Uh, June. Oh. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, end of, it was actually, the I left them at the very end of the year because our Right, actually, right before our seventh year wedding anniversary, Sarah and I jumped ship. Mm. He wasn't Christian, by the way. Perfect person. <laughs> but we both were raised really religiously, so. Yeah. It was hard to think of divorce because I was like, my parents are still married, and his parents were 
married forever till his father died. So, like, having those patterns in front of us, you know, like, we have to sort of follow through on them. I felt a large, there was a large guilt there for a while. And it wasn't that, and people were like, later, after, they were like, you, (laughs) he accused me through other people of cheating on him. I was like, I never cheated on him. I never did that. It wasn't my thing. Like, I I disappear before many people, you know, because I don't want to feel that sort of guilty thing. Although, there's a weird thing in the Bible where it says if you've lusted in your heart, then you've already done it, which I feel like is a really fun way to let Christians cheat. Because if you've already lusted in your heart and you've already committed the sin, then you might as well do the act. Well, you might as well. You might as well because you already, gonna, you already <laughs> sinned against God. <laughs> you're going to ask for forgiveness anyway. So you might as well just do the whole deal. Why just lust in your heart? Why not just really lust? Well, it's really interesting. It's like someone was calling, telling me about Carl Jung's, Jung's uh, philosophy of the shadow self. And um, because I haven't read much of him, I, I don't want to muck it up. But what I will say is what I took from, the com- from this really great conversation is that a lot of people were raised with these values. And when, when in our adult life, whether under the influence or not, we make decisions, we call mistakes. Um, under the influence of what? Anything. Drug, oh, okay. I was going to say Jesus. Alcohol. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> drugs, alcohol, or Jesus. Jesus. Uh, you know, um, no, not Jesus, but really those decisions you make that you regret in the morning. Right. Oh, I hooked up with so-and-so. I regret that. I was drunk. Or, hey, um, you know, I, I'm shouting out my b- abortion, not whatever. <laughs> yeah, I said not joke. Okay. <laughs> what I will say is, like, what if people just entertain the idea that some of these decisions that you make in the morning, forgive yourself, and actually would have made, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's kind of like having, like, a whole, like, a more rounded approach to who you are instead of trying so hard to maintain your whole person. Right, right. Just give yourself that space to explore uh, other decisions that aren't And back to abortion, like every abortion I've had, I consider a good thing. <laughs> if I had, so if I had a 20, let's see, I had an abortion in 1995, so uh, I would have a 24-year-old child right now. Mm-hmm. If I would have had that baby, I would have a 24-year-old. Okay, no, that's a problem. And there was, I would, if I had, if I hadn't had my second abortion, I would have a, a six-year-old now. And I don't think that would be good either. I don't think <laughs> that I would, I don't think that I've been in a place to be an effective and non-evil human. I don't so think anyone is. No. <laughs> you <laughs> but know? Like when, people, when people who are from a really religious background say, oh, you have an abortion, you're, that's evil, you're a sinner. It's like, not really, because from my perspective, if I would have gone through with those decisions, that would have been more of an evil thing. Right. And, and, and that's your uh, right to decide that. And, but it's a process problem. It's very internal, right? Yeah. And, and so back in those days, not everyone was shouting out their abortions, which I actually think is really great and empowering and important. Um, but, yeah, I think there's this idea. just, I think, 
about right doing that or different. And um, you know, it's worth considering that there's a part of us that wants to reach out to them. I could be getting this wrong, but in the context of this conference, I have heard um, it, it was okay to entertain ideas um, that were going on in your own are a part of you that might not be the best, but I'm an asshole. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, people I, don't I believe realize, that, but... I realize that in this It was so strange, because I expected to have all of these sort of different perspectives and backgrounds, and I just didn't with the same person. And I still say stupid things, but now I remember. Like, I remember all of them. So I'm having to take more responsibility for realizing I remember all of that. Well, if I don't remember it, it didn't really happen, did it? Right. Because I don't remember. So I wouldn't necessarily feel guilt or shame over choices because I didn't remember any of them. And then I'd sort of write it off like, oh, whatever. Doesn't doesn't matter. I was drunk. But I learned through sobriety that when I've those choices have affected me in other ways, other people I mean, that's certainly, like, part of identity is, like, how other people see you. But I also think it's super important to forgive yourself and really right. most times. And You're doing it wrong. No, <laughs> I'm a bad. I'm a negative one. No, no, no. I no. <laughs> it's just that. I, I mean, I'll see when I decide if I decide to do this result, but it'll have to be on a night where there's no comedy and just me. But then I'm like, well, why do I want to do that? Why do I need to feel that way? I'm open to it. What What's wrong with me? Right. Well, I mean also important to like discover yourself right so it's not like a I was seven years sober wow like, no sex no dating sober wow yeah. I was thinking about going sober right now actually I was thinking about going sober I know <laughs> I know no well I just something where it's like a cleanse I, yeah I don't <laughs> exactly it's like a cleanse and I don't feel like I I don't want to wholeheartedly because I think that um, especially I'm still trying to find my way on that because I just feel like it can genuinely like help you better outside of relationships and it's more important to me I think the hardest thing for me to um, especially around Valentine's Day like this year uh, come to terms with is you know I love all these people and one day they're gonna like meet someone and then be They're not really happy now, <laughs> you know. Um, but you know, it's it's not every uh, relationship that involves sex is are they important. 
seven years was like I was poorly your boyfriend or you know how's your husband like so it isn't about so like every relationship that I've had like I've sort of been identifying about being comfortable. I have experience about being comfortable. On occasion, I imagine, or I, I like to think that one day I'll be able to fantasize about having my own home and owning a couple of cats. Um, yeah, cats. Um, but I really believe like the greatest growth you can give yourself is when you're in the midst of change. And you embrace that chaos and you, you breathe through it and then welcome it. Um, I'm balls deep in all this, if that's your question. Well, that's, um, it's, uh, I used to read a lot of tarot cards, and there are some, whenever the devil comes up, or whenever death comes up, or whenever a tower comes down, they seem very scary, because the tower's like, everything's falling apart, and 
the same thing with death. Death doesn't mean death. It means death of something and change and growth. Yeah. And a birth. Surely. I think the worst part is how that could hang a man upside down because you're in a place of power where you're not feeling like you have options to change or grow. Hanging a man upside down is stuck. You have to get down. What about uh, Nine of Swords? I wonder if it's the same thing. Well, although Nine, because um, Nine is the end, the end of Nine, Ten is caution. Nine is care, but then Swords are also like an air, a fire sign. So it's about like um, what is remember that I owned um, a term, term cards I did at one time for party fa- for a party favor. But um, to be honest, like I have gotten good at it and occasionally it kind of spooks me and I'm like, ooh. ooh. But I'm not terribly superstitious. But I just know that the artistry on the tarot cards were beautiful. Yeah. And when the Nine of Swords came up, it was I used to, and I try not to make decisions out of fear. Mm. Not making decisions. Well, <coughs> I went through a lot, so I, I do have post-traumatic stress. Oh, actually, it's EP, <laughs> EPTSD, which is post-traumatic stress. Um, if you would have met me before. my symptoms with that. Um, and I've, I've done some therapy, but a lot of it has been through um, religion or practices. Um, but it was really when I decided that I was going to chase my happiness. Um, you know, and it was really a desperate, depressive time when I started comedy. Um, but then it became like this beautiful, beautiful thing that was just every time I get on the mic, I felt like a, a visual cue for me for my life being reclaimed. Right. And you have a you have a thing coming up with Coolidge that you're Well, it is true. Um, turns out you don't have to register with the state to start a church. Wow. So I've started a church. It's called Vicarious Trauma um, Church of Comedy. 
vicarious traumas or to trauma? Can people find you online? Um, the online presence is going to kick off in school. Fantastic. Yeah. Not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, a, it's like a faith thing. Sure. <laughs> like whatever you believe. <laughs> so are you going to have speakers that are going to be like. Oh, ab I will. I mean, I hope so. Um, absolutely. I have a number of interesting specific content and I want to hear people's stories because when I talk to them privately, comedy has changed a lot of people's lives yeah. for the better and yeah. it's really helped them there's like a redemption that happens when you have a good set and that feeling of identity when people are surrounding you laughing but in a good way I mean that's really rewarding laughing at me and because I've I've somehow opened up to them it's not that like they're laughing at me because they did something weird I think it's important. Well, when I started comedy, I did years ago too. <laughs> I started uh, last summer. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm on my eighth month, I think. All right. But I was doing 26 open mics a month and traveling three to four towns a week. Wow. Okay. So whereas, um, wow. And I actually started in Reno like seven years, seven or eight years ago. Wow. But just a couple, a couple times. Do you know John Gallagher from Vice? Sounds very familiar. John Gallagher is a comic. No. Yeah, but he came from he came from Reno. He's a great comic. He um, was on the Tuesday night at Omaha. But around here, the radio comic is he's a great comic. He's really really funny. From uh, Reno. Reno. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's really funny. Well, I'm sure I've seen him. So a lot has changed. There is when I when when I was doing comedy, it was a place called the Waterfall. And now it's called the library, um, which is just a funny name for a bar. Yeah. You go to the library. I like the when they call a bar the office, so that <laughs> uh, that men anybody can say, "Oh, I'm late at the I'm staying late at the office." And it's so true. And it sound it's so true, and it sounds <laughs> funny. So I I had started a long time ago. However, um, I went through um, a domestic violence situation. I was actually a um, criminal justice major, and before I had entered any of these relationships, so shortly after my um, memoir, I had said I had the wrong one, and I was like, oh, my God. So um, after seven years of celibacy, you found this person that you were loving? <laughs> well, he was losing his spot, and I said, well, I have a four-bedroom, two-bath. Come stay with me. And then when it wasn't working out, you know what, we can still date, but this isn't really working out. And that's when kind of things took a turn for horrific. And oh I will no. say, horrific. So, um, I know, but the great thing is, is that I survived. You, you were still providing him a place to stay. Oh, no, I just left my apartment, like surrendered the apartment, left my apartment, drove to California. Wow. <laughs> it was very serious. Wow. So, I had broken bones over it. Whoa. so much harder did you, did than you that. Pray? Yes, Good. but here's the thing. It is it was so much harder than I thought to leave. And part of that was because what people can't really well, a lot of people don't understand that when people commit 
um, violence against you, especially repeatedly and viciously, um, that the victim's brain re rewires to a primal state, and where it's fight, flight, freeze, or fawn, whichever the primal state is in. And so um, your mind is working against you. Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Munch uh, Munchausen by proxy is someone who's poisoned with something that they're hungry for, or they oh like to yeah. take care of them. That's different. But um, so you know, I've and and there's definite truth and wisdom in like the cycle of violence and everything, and you have to check your own codependency and your ideal self relationships and things like that. But truly, this guy was like a suspected murderer. So you jumped ship. Oh, Good. yeah. And it was a, the best decision I had ever made. But, um, you know, usually when I jump ship for anything, it's like a great decision. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was completely unplanned. And um, I went through, I had to like kind of put my brain back together. And sure. it definitely took some time. The verdict's still out if it happens. I, I'm very pleased with the results. Yeah. That makes sense, especially extricating yourself from that situation and trying to figure out, am I myself without this person? Am I not? There's an intimacy that occurs during violence, you know, and abuse. And and it's funny, like, you learn things like childhood trauma actually manifests itself in, in adulthood. But it also, um, it's it was just really took a lot of hard work and I'm just really thankful that it was okay that it was help helpful if I ever went through that again so I'm not into douchebags nothing like that oh I'm like anti-douchebag I have like a raised by my grandparents and so I usually take like a submissive role but like I really enjoy you know equality I'm totally for it and um, in fact when <laughs> I don't know if I should tell this story but I'm going to anyway <laughs> so um, when I came out of my relationship I had I was in, I had a horrible job and I was enforcing contracts from the 90s for a security company Remember that contract that you signed a decade or so ago? Well, guess what? Um, it auto-renewed, and you owe us five grand. <laughs> wow, yeah. And so one day, I got on the phone with someone, and I'm a really great person breaking bad news to good people all day. Um, but one person got on the phone and was like, I did this and that. You know, I'm oh, you can swear. Oh, okay. Yeah. You fucking bitch. Like, I'm going to fucking come to your office and – 
this and that, and you work for a piece of shit company, and he was just raging. And I looked around, and this was two weeks after I got out of that relationship. I looked around, and I was like, holy shit, I'm hot as fuck right now. Like, should I get this guy's number? Wow. And then I was- Wow, you were positively triggered by a person who was verbally abusing you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a perspective. That's amazing that you were able in that moment to take a step back and take a step forward and analyze that situation. I wouldn't I wouldn't have the wherewithal to do that. <laughs> and be like, let's, let's yeah, date what's your them number, there? buddy. <laughs> yeah. No, but I was like, you know what? This is not my kink. This is not this is not me. And I think the next week or two I went to um, I was looking at um, for that university paper cuz I was like, dude, you know what? I lived in Berkeley when I was 18 for about a year, and I was just like, you know what, I'm sure they're going to offer some really unique websites in your um, BDSM, those kinds of things, right? Because I'm trying to figure out who the fuck is this guy, right? right. <laughs> and no, I didn't call him. <laughs> no, good, good for um, but, but you felt that seed, and that yeah. triggered something to say, wow, that <laughs> well, no, that turned me on in some way. And yeah, then to think and like, that's well, not okay. why does that? Why? Why? And yeah. and there's an empowerment with BDSM and all those things that are going on. And I can't, I'm not in a place of judgment at all. Um, it's it's really about consent. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah, and safe work. Right. And so. Um, I think that actually BDSM is one of, one of the safest things that you can have sex with because everything exactly what's going to happen there are no surprises and if there is a surprise you give your space for it you hmm. just say it and the person respects you and that I feel like because it's so consent based they're hardcore on consent that it feels it can feel really safe right and I, I, I think there's I mean that's such an important topic to talk about is consent you know I definitely like want to joke about it and try to open up well, I've learned a lot about consent because I didn't realize that I've had stored up, <laughs> but I I didn't realize for years because I because in the nineties I was I had to be in college at the time so I was like twenty two twenty three but when I was in college in the early nineties and like um that the way women were treated was so there <laughs> going to a hip hop club in the nineties was basically sexual like you were gonna, right? People were gonna come up behind you, and they were gonna stick their hard dick up against you, and they weren't gonna make eye contact, and they weren't gonna ask you if it was okay to dance with them. They were just gonna start rubbing up on you all night, and you, all night, and you felt every night. But but that was the thing is that in going to a hip hop 